Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Good afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you are here with me today. Oh, we've got a truly special show in store for you today. I know I always say that. You are all special. But today is an extra, 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 extra special show. And you will find out shortly why that is so. Because we have a very, very special guest in studio with us today. But first, of course, we have our quotes of the day from the universe and from Abraham. Let's see what the universe and Abraham have in store for us today. First, from the universe. It's quite the paradox. But the more one pushes themselves into areas of discomfort, gently, just a bit, from time to time, the more comfortable they become. And vice versa. Thunkit, Hudav, the universe. <laughs> ah, we love our quotes from Mike Dooley in the universe. Kind of uh, being playful with us as, as the universe usually is. Reminding us that it takes just baby steps for us to move in those directions where at first they're not very comfortable. At first they're not really all that great, but... Slowly but surely, we become more comfortable with them and we become more accustomed to them. And suddenly, our comfort zone has expanded. You know, they always say that everything we want that we don't have exists outside our comfort zone. Well, I'm a big believer. I know some people feel differently, but I'm a big believer in baby steps. I'm a big believer like, yeah, things are outside our comfort zone, but that doesn't mean we got to like jump head first into the deep end of the pool when it's freezing cold water and go nuts about it. 
that sometimes dipping our little toe in and getting used to it and then the foot and then the ankle and then the calf and doing it a little step at a time, sometimes that works better. It may take a little bit longer, but I always kind of feel, even though things take longer, that then the foundation is much more solid and, and it lasts much longer. So, a nice little quote from the universe. Let's see what Abraham has in store for us today. We would begin saying, quote, I'm not ever going to get it done. I'm an eternally expanding being, and I'm doing great where I am, and I'm so eager about what's coming, end quote. That's the essence of the vibration that keeps adventurous things coming, keeps you feeling always excited, stable, and secure, keeps you feeling in love with life. All day, every day, count your blessings. All day, every day, make your lists of things you appreciate. And as you keep activating what is working in your life, then more pleasing things on all subjects will flow to you. Abraham. So a nice little quote from Abraham uh, reminding us that we are always eternally expanding and that, you know, it's sort of the more we focus on those things we appreciate, the more we focus on the fact that we're eager about what life is going to bring us, the more interesting, the more fun, the more exciting uh, we can be about life and about what's coming to us. And, you know, Abraham kind of throws in here, and this is something Abraham talks a lot about, is making lists of things you appreciate. And it's a great way of kind of activating and focusing on those things that make us feel good, those things that really excite us, those things that lifts our spirits and lifts our frequency, lifts our vibration. Because when we're feeling good, when we're feeling excited, when we're feeling happy and joyful, that then we allow so much more into our life. Now, look, this does not mean that if you're depressed, if you're upset, that you shouldn't feel your feelings. But what it means is, is that when we're in that sort of deeper, darker place, that we're not necessarily bringing to us the things that we really want. And as we lean in the direction, as we remind ourselves of the things that we're grateful for, that we're thankful for, that we're so happy are in our lives and we so appreciate that are in our lives, that then we are able to allow more of those kinds of things. You know, there's that old expression where attention goes, energy flows. And where our energy flows, that's what expands in our life. So look, we're not ever going to get it fully done. You know, we're never through. As long as we're breathing, there's more of life to live and enjoy and learn from and appreciate. So let's keep focusing on those things that we do appreciate, that we do allow into our lives that bring us so much joy and so much pleasure. So... Two wonderful quotes from the universe and from Abraham. And again, you know, I keep saying this every week because I really think like people don't quite believe me. These are really the quotes from today that came to my inbox today. And they're very, very apropos for what today's show is all about. And so before I introduce my guest, a quick shout out on the Facebook live stream to Patrice and to Brad. Uh, Thank you. 
Thank you guys for tuning in and watching and, and being part of the show. Remember, as you're listening, if, if you want to join in on the Facebook live stream, go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash talking alternative. Or is it actually, I think I changed it. I think now it's slash talk radio NYC. Um, and you can see the video. Feel free to put your comments in. Or if anybody wishes to call in, of course, the hotline is 877-480-4120. Um, a little quick announcement before we actually get into our conversation. I just want to remind uh, people who are interested, the Conscious Business Collective, you've heard me talk about it before. Our first meeting of 2017 is tonight at 7 o'clock. I hope you will join us. Um, we've got a wonderful show, uh, a wonderful uh, meeting to kick off the new year uh, about a couple of processes for archiving our old year and uh, setting intentions for the new year. And we do it a slightly different way than maybe you've done it in the past. So even if you've already done this kind of thing, it's still worth it to come on out and meet the group. We've got um, a wonderful, wonderful cross-section of business people and uh, entrepreneurs and people who take consciousness and spirituality very seriously. So I hope you will join us. So now it is my pleasure to introduce to you the man, the myth, the legend, that voice you hear when you listen to our commercials about listening to the Talking Alternative Broadcasting, uh, who has that wonderful Australian accent and to person to whom I am eternally grateful to because he is the founder of Talking Alternative, Bonte Giorgio, who has uh, left the world of uh, regular society and has joined the monkhood. He is a, a Theravadan monk uh, who now spends most of his time in meditation in forest monasteries throughout Southeast Asia and happens to be here in New York City for a visit. So, uh, of course, it is my pleasure to have him on the show. Welcome, Bonte. Thank you. It's great to have you here. So, um, many of my listeners have heard me mention you in the past. And uh, we had a wonderful meeting of the different hosts here on, uh, at the radio station. It gave you a chance to kind of talk about why you started the station. And, um, you know, a lot has happened and a lot has changed over the six and a half years since you've left. And, and now you're, you're back in New York. And I know you're, you're not out and about too much, but I'm curious, like, how does it feel to, like, be back in your old office, in your old city, you know, where you spent a good amount of time building up your business and your life before kind of leaving it all behind. Yeah, it's, it's, oh gosh, you got me tongue twisted. Um, it's, it's <laughs> kind of like, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's not really a big deal anymore. Uh, uh, you know, it's unusually strange. I actually feel quite at peace with it. Um, what makes me happy more than anything is seeing that you've done, you know, good things with what I've done and you've built upon it and improved it in many ways. And to see that all that work actually went to something even better, that makes me, you know, that gives me a really good, you know, happy, joy, joyful kind of feeling inside my heart in little warm, fuzzy feeling. Yeah. Um, but apart from that, I don't feel strange at all. I actually feel, uh, which I wasn't expecting, I actually feel more connected. Um, 
it's unusual. Um, I don't feel strange. Um, I actually yeah. feel uh, very calm and at peace, and um, I'm loving New York like I always do. And I think New York just has that uh, kind of like thing. I don't, I can't explain it. Um, <laughs> that energy. Yeah, I don't know if it's energy or it's just it's just that kind of place, you know. Um, like you know, I've travelled sort of everywhere and uh, been in alone for long periods of time, etc. Um, but New York always has this uh, presence about it, and um, you know, I've always liked that for some reason. I guess that's what pulls me back, you know, from time to time. You know, I yeah, yeah hard to explain, you know. Um, but yeah, that's why I'm tongue twisted. There's so many. I got so many answers, but not enough time to answer it. <laughs> no worries, no worries. Well, we got you for the full hour, so hopefully we'll 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 we'll. It's get never into a full it. hour, <laughs> you know that. Uh, shh, shh, don't tell my secret, please. All right. <laughs> um, so, Giorgio Ponte. Uh, uh, um, so, for my audience who's not as familiar, so so Theravadan is a, is a I don't know you call it a branch of Buddhism. Yeah, I mean you know. These kind of conversations, you know, what kind of Buddhist are you and all this kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, the word for a monk is bhikkhu, right? Bhikkhu, okay. or, and a nun is a bhikkhuni. And a right. bhikkhu means, bhikkhu basically is a Pali word, Indian Pali word, which basically means arms mendicant, someone mm. who lives off arms. Okay. So a Buddhist doesn't really exist. Um, that's more of a later term that's come through the English equivalent of of Indian terms and uh, Southeast Southeast Asian Southeast Asian terms, right? right? So Buddhist is more of a like an American thing, um, a, an English kind of connotation of you know giving putting an adverb on 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 a noun, you know, like Buddha Buddhism, and Buddha itself means awake, and ism, and the ism is you know. I don't know how you make sense out of that, but it just doesn't make sense, right? So it's just, that's why know, I don't like to call love my, to categorize right. and, and and associate, put labels on things so that they know how to deal with it. Yeah, I guess it's just you know habitual stuff, habitual. But Theravada is uh, is basically a style of Buddhism that's in Thailand, Sri Lanka, and Burma. It's just evolved there, and and, and Malaysia too, right? Oh, yeah. Well, Malaysia's got kind of both. Um, oh, okay. Malaysia's kind of got uh, actually a big mixture, to tell you the uh, truth. Okay. Um, but it's, you know, the main Buddhism of Sri Lanka, Thailand, and um, Burma is Theravadan. Mm. The Mahayana kind of uh, spread wide in China, Japan, Korea, um, you know, and, and uh, they're just different thinking pro they've just got different rules, basically. That's all. Right. But right, right. The, the aim is generally the same. Right, right. Yeah. So we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, I want to just ask you some questions just about, you know, what it's like to be a, a Theravadan monk, like what, when you're, uh, uh, you know, what a typical day is like and kind of the practice and and, and what it is that you spend most of your time doing because sure. obviously you're, you're, you, you, you're chased, you, you don't have money, you know, you, you're not living the way m the majority of people on the planet well, maybe live. maybe we can explain the difference between chaste and celibacy. Ah, Not okay. many people know that difference. Chaste and celibacy, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. Our guest this hour is Bonte Giorgio, and we will be right back. Mm.
You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Hello, I'm JC. I'm Joan. And, and welcome, welcome to, to 21st, 21st Century Entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. We bring education, insight, knowledge, awareness, trouble, craziness, and fun for you, the entrepreneur who's looking to build your business and your community. Listen every Friday from noon to 1 Eastern on talkradio.nyc. And you can tweet us at 21st CE Radio or Talk Alternative. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. We're talking with Theravadan monk Bhante Giorgio. So, so Bhante, you're here in New York visiting. You've been in Australia, Thailand, Malaysia for the last six and a half years. What, I mean, I, I don't know if there's really a typical day or not, but I know recently you were on a retreat that lasted about two years in yeah. the, the forests of yeah, Thailand. I got lost in the forest. <laughs> lost in the forest. So, so what is like your daily life like? Well, yeah, it varies. Um, but for the sake of trying to, for the sake of trying to, uh, you know, give give your listeners some kind of idea. Look, you know, it's 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 like however you want to live it really um you you're responsible for your own happiness you're responsible for cultivating your own heart and bringing joy into your own life and you're responsible for expanding uh your mind and you and opening up your own heart you're responsible for that so the 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 monk life gives you the opportunity to focus on that to totally focus on that so you're constantly in 100% attentiveness being focused within your heart in your heart in your heart in your mind you're trying to expand yourself and also understand dharma you're trying to understand nature you're trying to understand your true nature now how you do that well yeah not so easy um, you there's many ways to do it some monks like to live and some nuns like to live in communities where there's uh, a lot of structure, a lot of schedule, uh, in morning and evening chanting, um, these kind of things. Some monks like to go it alone. Um, uh. They like to just go for their arms around in the morning and then take off to the cave and talk to no one. And, they, and some monks do it for 10 years, 20 years. Wow. It's very common. Right. It's not uncommon, and it's very common, actually. Right. You know, some monks don't lie down for 10 years, 20 years. They sit in posture the whole night. I mean, Lokanatha, really? you know, my my one of the monks I, I adore, mm-hmm. one of my uh, kind of like hero monks, he didn't lie down for 36 years. 36 years? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He he went when he ordained. He's actually a Brooklyn guy, right? He's from Brooklyn? Yeah. 
<laughs> That's why of I love course, him. it'd take a Brooklyn guy not to lie down for 36 <laughs> years. <laughs> and worst of all, he came from na- near Naples, you know. Oh. And my father said, oh, only a Napolitano can do that. Because <laughs> <laughs> my dad's Tuscan, you know. Um, but but uh, so, so basically what happened was is w- w- the way it works is kind of like when you get out on the, the, the spiritual path, if you want to call it spiritual, or if you're trying to uh, go towards the Buddha's goal of Nibbana or Nirvana in Sanskrit, Nippan in Pali, right? Y- you are responsible for that. You've got to do the work. And if you're lucky, you know, you'll get a good teacher uh, who can guide you. Uh, and and um, it's tough work. It's really facing yourself and getting mm. to know yourself. So how you do that, there's many expressions of that. You know, uh, there's many types of Buddhism, as we said before. Right. Uh, there's many practices in the world, many religions that kind of try to do that somehow. They try mm-hmm. to find an expression to that. But at some point, you've got to shut all the doors and, and go inward at some right. point. Uh, to say that you don't do that, you can't, you, you know, that you don't need to do that. I, I don't agree with that because I tried that for a long time. Mm. And sometimes you've got to, you, it doesn't mean you have... There are periods where you need to shut the door on yourself and have a look at things, even in life. You know, we right. need sometimes you need to revise things just naturally. Sometimes you're, you're working or you've got family relationships or these kind of things in a normal way. Sometimes you just got to shut the door uh, for two or three days, go alone, go out alone on your own and just think things over. I think it's totally normal, right? Sometimes right. you, I think it's just a normal process. Right. So, so just curious. So, in in general, and I know di- days are different, but in general, how much time during the day do you spend in meditation? Well, um, as much as possible. As much as possible. as much as possible. Uh, so, it, give me a range. Well, is it, is it like an hour to like ten hours? Depends or is it if like you eat or not. <laughs> so, like if you're fasting. Uh, you know, if you're fasting oh. for 10 days, 20 days, 30 days, 40 days, 50 days. Uh, there's Have those you done practices. that? Have you fasted for that long? Uh, I fasted for 20. You fasted for 20 days? Yeah, yeah. Wow. And I sat all day, all night. That was all in, day and all night? Yeah, that's in January uh, last year. That was pretty cool. Uh, pretty cool experience. <laughs> yeah, you're the only one I know who would say like fasting for 20 days is a cool experience. <laughs> well, it is. You learn a lot. You learn a lot. I'm sure you do. You know, it's all about learning, isn't it? It's not about. Yeah. It's not about. It's not about fun. It's about learning, um, pushing yourself, expanding yourself in directions you don't normally wouldn't normally go, and seeing what happens, and and then observing that experience and just knowing for yourself. Mm. You know, just knowing, knowing. Yeah, so getting things. outside that comfort zone, huh? Well, <laughs> you know, comfort zone. Uh, when you're surviving, when you're out in the woods, for example, there is no comfort zone because your senses are highly activated. Right. Right. You go into caveman mode, so to speak. Right. You know, there's a lot of wild animals around. There's mm. uh, there's a lot of bugs around. There's a yeah. lot of insects. There's snakes. There's wild. Yeah. You know, depending in which part of which forest you go to. Uh, you know, if you go where the wild tigers and elephants are, you hear the the tigers and you'll hear the elephants going, you know, and, really? and bears and monkeys. Yeah, did, that, did, did you you you? I heard spent that? yeah. That was on the west on the west uh, border of Thailand, on the border between Thailand and Burma. Actually, a monk got uh, killed by a, uh, got uh, killed by a tiger there about a Ooh. year and a half ago, close to where really? I was staying. Oh, so that's deep jungle there. That's virgin jungle. So you mm. can go up in these areas. And you just stay alone. And when 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 you're in that zone at night, you, there is no comfort zone. You just wow. don't have one. Wow. You just you just fully have to open up. You have to totally wake up 
switch right. open, right? right? And you're on total, you know, surveillance mode uh, kind of situation, right? And so, and so what did you learn from that? What did you learn from well, being you, in that I, I learned we're much more than what we think we are. Ah. You know, yeah. In what way? Well, if you sit in an office like this, yeah. like I did for 18 years, right? Uh-huh. Okay. Um, you know, there's not much danger, really, unless kind of some person comes in off the street and threatens you or whatever. But generally, right. you're quite safe. You get on yes. your computer. But out in the woods, it ain't like that. Right. You know, um, you got to watch out. There's a lot of things. Go- there's a lot of animals. Right. And insects. I mean, the amount of insects that are in the jungle, in the forest, it's yeah, incredible. Yeah. I mean, wasps, bees, uh, centipedes. Uh, Have you got bitten and stung many times? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. Oh, definitely. There's no, like, monk bug spray? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's called just yelling and screaming. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, uh, monks get bitten by snakes all the time. By snakes, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. So you got to be careful. Monks have gotten killed. You know, it's not a joke. It's serious. Yeah, that is serious. When you go out into the jungle or the the forest, so, you are facing so that why reality. Why someone voluntarily put themselves in that much danger? You got to try it, and then you'll understand. Uh, oh <laughs> well, it's geez, true. It's know. true. Yeah, it's true. It it's hard to explain because, you know, how can I explain it to you? Um, see, in a forest, it, when you're in a cage, like an office, I call it right. the cage. I call okay. it my cage. Right. You know, um, you've, you're protected by the bars. Now, you take the bars away, right. something amazing happens. You know, something right. that you've never experienced that mm. is hard to put in words, but it's basically you're in a situation where you, it's totally open. There's no protection anywhere, and you mm. just have to rely on your heart. You have to rely on what's here, mm. on your nature to protect you. Mm. Right? right? And that's why the Buddha talks about always having goodwill, compassion, uh, appreciation, joy, and equanimity. But the goodwill uh, is a very important thing, where because wild animals can detect if you're gonna if you're a threat or not. For example, mm. you know cobras, you yeah. know king cobra snakes, you know they can detect whether you're whether you're poisonous like them or not, and they'll oh. they'll attack. Okay, you know a tiger will sense a, an elephant. You know many monks have confronted bull elephants. Uh, you know, in the forest, you know, in the past, and had to deal with a bull elephant right there in front of you, and a bull elephant can crush you very quickly. Yes. And if a bull if an elephant feels threatened, or if it feels that, or she and the mm. the female one, if they, I don't, right. what are they called? Bulls and bullesses? I don't know mm, what you no, call it. Bull and calves, probably. I don't know. I I don't mean, know. What do you call a female? I've never thought of that actually. Um, so anyway, anyway, well, anyway, uh, we're not going to go there. No. Uh, so, yeah. so then let me ask you, so then yeah. what's the difference between the monks who are there and they have those experiences and they're not bitten and they're not run over by the bull elephant and the ones who are, like you said, like a, a monk just got killed last year yeah. by a tiger. So well, what, he was, did. what was the difference between that monk and the monk who didn't? Hard to say. Uh, there's karma. There's Kama Vipaka. There's, there's, you know, when it's your time, it's your time. Mm. Uh, there's that argument. There's the argument that, you know, whatever happens to you is not a coincidence, which is, again, right. karma. Um, and, uh, you know, usually it's that reason is mo- the, main, the main one. Yeah, okay. But it's also, you know, maybe you did something silly. Maybe okay. he turned his back on the on on the tiger. Maybe he lost his nerve, uh. you know. Maybe the tiger sensed fear. You know, maybe he tried to run. 
Mm. You know, uh, okay. there's things you don't do in those situations. Mm. You got to know. You, you got to know, right? Mm. So when you're in those situations, there's a certain amount of nature that comes out of you that wakes up. It's it's quite brilliant, actually. It's it's you switch on and you you feel parts of yourself you've never felt before. Mm. You see what I mean? Because right, in an office, right. you're kind of like. Oh, everything's fine. I can just sleep now. I'll have my coffee. <laughs> work on the computer. And right, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, you know, right. Do, 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 do. right? You get you kind of get into this lull, right? But right. when you're out there, you can't get into that. You got to you you're forced to stay awake all day, all night, and you you're constantly on guard, and that brings a certain level of awareness out of you, right? right? And then when you try to meditate in that in that situation where you're trying to uh, come to the center and come to a sense of tranquility it has it has a profound effect because the mind is activated in a different way right. and so and, and 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 the energy of the body and the mind is activated in a different way you, you feel so alive it's so different it's right. really different right. you know right. and that's why a lot of monks get addicted to it uh, you know right. they get a, they just can't wait to get out again they just you know they because sometimes we we jump in and out you know we have to go back to our community we have mothers and fathers brothers and sisters they get sick people die uh, a lot of monks have got children so they like to go see their children from time to time right, these right, kind of right. things these normal things that we right. all have and then there's times where you, and then you know but after a month or so most forest monks are getting itchy like I am right now it's like oh man you know, yeah. I've got to get back, you know, ah, um, I see. because I see. because there's a certain brilliance, especially at night when the moon's up and it's coming through the canopy of the trees uh, and everything's lit up. It has a magical, it's magical in a lot of ways. Or when the sun, when you're meditating, like if you've done a 12 hour hit or a 15 hour hit straight and you, you've gone, you know, with, with, with that, at dawn, you start before dawn and then you go all the way till sunrise and you see the sun coming up. It's quite an amazing thing. And you just put That's your robes on and then you go for walking for your food. You come back, you eat. It's quite an amazing yeah. experience. It's right. an amazing lifestyle, you right. know. And so you're not worried about money. You're not perturbed about um, things. And, uh, yeah, it just – I'll explain more of it later. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so before we go to break, just a quick shout-out to Brigitte who's uh, listening to us and watching us on the Facebook live stream. Oh. Uh, again, Hi, if anyone Brigitte. – <laughs> Again, anybody uh, watching, um, oh, and Todd just joined us on the Facebook live stream. If anybody has any questions for either myself or Bonte Giorgio about uh, anything, life in general, ooh, lots of hearts there, thanks, Ta. Um, please comment on the Facebook live stream or call us on our hotline, 877-480-4120. We'll be back right after these messages. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. If you have an interest in marijuana, you want to know about marijuana, law, policy, and culture, then feel free to join me, Joseph A. Bondi, every Friday at 11 o'clock in the morning on my show, In the Know 420 on TalkingAlternative.com. Hi, 
this is Rob Kay. And I'm Callie Alpert. And we're hosts of The Rob and Callie Show. Are you looking for a show that talks about real stuff like life, love, the pursuit of being yourself? Then you have come to the right place because we cover topics ranging from chivalry to gratitude to your relationship with money and everything in between. So listen to us on The Rob and Callie Show Tuesdays, 8 to 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.myc. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. Ah, my dear friend Kafunya, uh, also watching us on the Facebook live stream. I love it. Thank you, Ta, for all the hearts. Much love to you, too. Um, so we're talking with, with Bhante Giorgio, a Theravadan monk. Um, and so we were just talking uh, uh, kind of about, you know, the life of a monk of like going into the forest and meditating for 12 hours and, and living in the jungle, so to speak, without the protection of civilization and stuff. O- over the years that you've been doing this, the last six and a half years, I imagined ooh, lots of hearts from Kafunia. Uh, wow, lots of hearts. Uh, Are we getting a lot of hearts, Sam? We're getting a Is lot that what of you're hearts. saying? Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> what have you learned about yourself in the last six and a half years? I've learned a lot and I've learned uh, the main thing that I've learned is that I was a lot more than what I thought I was. Mm. And I wasn't what I thought I was, if you know what I mean. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah that's what I learned. You know, there's, there's, uh, there's a lot of things you learn when you live on your own and you're really pushing yourself to try to understand a lot of things. And, yeah. you, you, you know, uh, and there's a lot of things that you debunk about yourself, about this so-called, uh, you know, being independent. Mm. Not having to rely on people, that's a myth. I found out that that's not true at all. We're totally dependent on everything. We're dependent on air. We're dependent on water. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, We always depend, you know, even in business, if someone's not paying for your service or product, you don't eat. Or if you're an employee, someone's got to pay you and someone's got to buy the product or service from the employer. Uh, you know, everything that we have is built by somebody else. Mm. That's what I've seen that in a big way. So that kind of, you know, I had a lot of humility, uh, brought me a lot of humility um, Mm. and started to appreciate humanity and uh, appreciate the elements a lot more in earth and Mm. what it gives us. So that, yeah, that has had a deep, profound effect on me um, because I was a type A kind of business guy and you know um always thrashing out and trying to achieve but that kind of all got thrown in the rubbish bin um so that's the second thing i learned uh and the i guess the best thing i've learned um to try to you know summarize uh, you know is that a lot can happen when you put your mind to it uh but when you're focused on trying to understand yourself understand nature uh there are a lot of things that 
come through experience that cannot be translated and that's the third one that i learned a lot um experience cannot be translated that's actually my quote um experience cannot be translated and that's why i put that i used to see all these books up here the majority of them were mine right yeah yeah i've read all most of them um and i've got books at home and i've got books i used to be a study fanatic and i used to read a lot and i used to uh, study a lot and uh that was a big lesson for me uh going into the forest is where i had where i totally didn't read anymore and i was just tuning into my senses and tuning into uh what was happening in the consciousness in my heart in the body and my surroundings and that's where the wildlife helped me so much Mm. the wildlife taught me a lot um particularly scary situations they really you know when you're confronted by a poisonous snake or a poison or a dangerous animal or even a centipede you know, centipedes are freaky things when you see them you know mm. they they're very very agile and they if one bite of them can can hurt like so much yeah yeah um but that's the thing um it took me out of you could say in the intellectual process of of trying to uh analyze the world into an experience in into an experiencing kind of situation where where instead of trying to deduct things through books, I started to just learn things from direct experience. experience. And believe it or not, uh, f- you know, maybe for some people, but for me that was something huge because I realized I'd been studying reality for a long time. Instead of experiencing Instead of it. just f- experiencing it directly. Yeah, wow. You know, and um, that's what can happen in the university world if you're not careful. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, I know that's why they call like uh, academicians who live in the ivory tower, right? Right, it's right. Up there and you're apart from everything. Well, I know that what that means now. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't understand that before, but oh, now okay. I kind of understand what that means. Gotcha. Uh, but you, wouldn't, gotta, you, you couldn't convince me of that before though. Right. It was only through the experience that you understood. Right. So we got a question from the Facebook live stream from Brigitte. Oh, gosh. She says, hi, Sam and Bonte. But office settings are so competitive now. Are we really safe there or anywhere? <laughs> I am talking about our reptilian brain. And yes, sitting has helped me personally a lot. But as a parenthesis spiritual yogini, I also need movement to help me with the sitting. So what's the question? Uh, are we really safe there or anywhere? No, we're not safe at all anywhere. Or we're always safe. Yeah, I mean, this is one of those chicken and egg questions. Um, yeah. You you took me out of context, Birgit, as usual. <laughs> uh, look, um, what I'm saying is when, when you're in an office, it's very different from sitting in a jungle. Yeah. It's very different. Uh, but yeah, the danger of life always exists. Yeah. Absolutely. And I did say, you know, a thief might walk into the office and which has happened and, and all these kind of things. Yeah. But it's not like sitting in a jungle. Right. It's not the same. You can't compare the two. So, right, right, to right. you know, it's it's a different kind of situation completely. Right. Here, I, I've lived in an office, so you can get complacent very easily. It's hard to get complacent in the jungle right. or in the fight. Very difficult. You know, especially when a wasp starts you know, hovering around you or a few of them. And that can happen three or four times a day. Um, You know, all these things can happen in a forest consistently over 24 hours. But in an office, once you're in there, you've locked the doors. You can can virtually go to sleep for 10 hours and not really worry. 
Right. Really? T- Ta says uh, on the Facebook live yeah. stream, safety is an illusion. Pretty much. Oh. Pretty much. Because also the body uh, itself, when you study the body, the body is a very uh, fickle thing and it, it can crumble uh, very quickly. It can, we, Life can go very fast. You know, it, 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 we're living at, uh, that's another thing I realize, we're going at light speed. It just doesn't seem that way, but the body's decaying really, really quickly. Mm. And the the biggest danger is that the answer of like when you will die, nobody knows the answer to that. Right. And see, that's that makes it a slippery slope because you don't know what the next mom- moment is going to bring, and it might realistically bring your your your, your demise, your yeah. demise, right? Right. So how you're living now is very important in 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 being awake. You know, are you being fully awake? Are you waking up and seeing things as they are or not? Um, so yeah. these kind of things, yes, it's true. But look, Birgit, go to the jungle and try it. <laughs> Ta, Ta says the jungle is a serious place. And he knows because he's been down to the jungle in South America, which is a little different than well, South Well, no, Asia, jungle's a jungle. Jungle's a jungle. Yeah. But, well, let me ask you, have you... Has any of your experiences over the last six and a half years uh, taught you to trust life more i mean there may not be safety but is there trust trust uh look the refuge if you want safety if you want refuge it's within you there is safety actually there is it's but it's not out there it's in your heart exactly right and if you have touched your own true nature and you can see you can see the Dharma inside yourself, inside your heart, that's the most secure thing there is. There's nothing more secure. And that gives you a very strong sense of humanity, in fact. And 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 trusting is a matter of understanding. You know, uh, I've always said it this way. I trust a thief, but I trust he's going to be a thief. <laughs> you know, uh, so I'm not, right. you know, so then you've got trust and then there's stupidity. Right? right. So if I know if I know there's a tiger there, I'm not going to be stupid. Right. Do you know what I mean? But I'm going to yes. trust that the tiger's going to do what a tiger's going to do. Right. right. So right. again, seeing things as they are. Well, in a more general sense, though, do you trust life? Like, do you trust life that like the path you're walking on is the path you're supposed to be walking? That one. That one is a a, a daily a daily reflection. Mm. It's a good question. Um, very good question. Yeah, I'm getting yeah. better at asking. Yeah, this you question. are. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm going to have to go meditate for another three years. Yeah. Back. Well, you uh, thought this was going to be easy? Come on. Well, it took me three yes. years to answer these ones. Yeah. Um, no, um, no, that's a very good point. Um, I think the path is a daily, it's a daily balancing act. It's not, I used to think it's this long term. No, but. But it's daily because every day there's a challenge. Every minute there's a challenge. And you're constantly thrown into trying to find that middle way between extremes uh, and trying to find, you know, the peace, the, the right way for yourself. Uh, and that's what it's about. It's, it's about your path. Right. And the right way for yourself is different for everybody. Exactly. So in this case, for you to become a monk was the right path for you. Right. It's not necessarily the right path for me, yes, for it is. Patrick. Or yes, for it is. It's it the is. right path for you. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm you not come so to Thailand sure with me next week. Jungles and I've stuff. already decided for you. <laughs> uh, Br- Brigitte says, I will probably not go to the jungle, Bonte. I am afraid of snakes. I understand that what you are saying but i am talking about the workings of our mind 
Oh, jeez, Birgit. <laughs> <laughs> Not now. <laughs> Birgit, uh, we, there are jungles much closer, and if you want to deal with your fear of snakes, I can help you with that very easily. Right, exactly. Um, no, look, you, you know, uh, yes, uh, not everybody can be a monk. And in Buddha's day, there are a lot of lay people. It, mm-hmm. Listen, monks can't exist without lay people. That's right, because you, I mean, especially with, with your practice, is yeah. you only eat what people give you. That's right. So if there aren't people to give you food... You're screwed. You're yeah, it's over. You can't survive. That's right. You know, right. so... so See, people think, you know, I don't know, people get like a kind of guilty thing. Oh, do I need to become a monk? I can't, I, you know. No, monks aren't saying that. What we're saying is that at sometimes you have to get, people have a problem with discipline and strictness and rules and, uh, you know, they get these connotations or the general. But from our perspective, it's not. These rules uh, give you freedom. Structure can give you freedom. Um, and you need to see the, posi- the positive side of structure, not the negative side. Uh, there is a positive side to structure and discipline, sure, and it sure. can it can lead to many many good things, and that's what we're talking about. Right. And sometimes you've got to shut the door on yourself. Like even for work, isn't there days where you're so darn busy? If you don't shut the doors, turn off the phones, you don't get any work done. Right? Absolutely. Right. Yeah, and that's more common now than it used to. Right. Be too. So I mean, it exists for you in in that realm. It and it exists for me as well. But it's it's for you. It's what is for you is for you. What is for me is for me. Do you right. Know? Yeah, you right. Know? yeah. Right. But that comes also down. We have to learn to trust ourselves that the choices we make are right for us. Because like, well, yeah, you, well, be prepared to, to make mistakes. The choice that, huh? Be prepared to make mistakes. Right. And but, that's okay. but are they really mistakes? Because you learn from them and then you make different choices. But you wouldn't have made those different choices if you hadn't made the mistake. First. Sure. Sure, but that's the whole purpose of life, isn't it? Absolutely. And on that note, yeah. we're going to go to commercial break and we will be right back. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to SecretsOfTheSire.com. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We've been getting lots of thumbs up, hearts, faces, all kinds of love from our Facebook live stream. Thank you, Ta, Brigitte, Kafunya, all of our watchers and listeners. 
online. Uh, it looks like we got a pretty decent board back there. You know, we even have people from the Philippines. Uh, what, what other countries we got? Rob, engineer, what uh, countries we got? Italy. Uh, Buongiorno. And a bunch of people in the States. Thank you all for, for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Got another question for you, Giorgio. Are you prepared? Yeah. yeah, go ahead. That's why I'm here, right? It'll be another three years. What's the most important thing you've learned in the last six and a half years? Jeez, mm, I hate these questions. <laughs> Gosh. I've, I've learned that I'm not as powerful as I think, but I'm more powerful than I think. Ah, that sounds like a little bit of a paradox. Yeah, it is. Um, because I think life is duality. Everything, it's kind of like sun and moon. Um, it's kind of... It, my first teacher always used to have a saying, it's necessary and it's unnecessary. Hmm. You know, it's right. necessary and it's unnecessary. It's necessary to clean your room, but it's not necessary to clean your room. It's necessary to make your bed, but it's unnecessary to make your bed. Do you know what I mean? It's I kind know of lots of people who don't clean their room or make their bed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's necessary to wash the dishes after you eat. It's not necessary to wash the dishes after you eat. You know, whatever. It it every, everything has an appropriate time uh, for for appropriate things. But yeah, basically that's that's pretty much what I've learned. It's I'm more powerful than I think, but I'm not as powerful as I think. Um mm. really, uh because and I'm talking not about the person, Georgia, I'm talking about the human being, you know, okay. I'm talking about the human being. Right. Uh, the human being, it's a very powerful thing. It's a very, we, we are very capable of doing many, many things. I mean, there's no way um, I could have thought I would do the things that I did in the last few years. Um, and it's getting stronger and stronger and stronger, particularly the ability to sit in long, for long periods of time and the things that occur during those those sitting periods, um, you know, they take you into an in-depth place of, of humanness that you never thought was possible. Mm. Um, and these okay. things can only be experienced. You right. know, they can't be right. talked about. Otherwise, it may sound like I'm showing off. And the worst thing is, is I might ruin your unique experience. Oh, and this is okay. this is what I learned from reading books. That is the mistake. Reading books, there's sometimes you need to read a book and sometimes you don't need to read a book. Right? right now in the times where you don't re- need to read the book is learning to measure experience that you're having like for example you know you 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 jump in the water and you experience getting wet but then you read the book and the book tells you no this is what being wet feels like so then you make a comparison right. to the book and you think you're having a wrong experience right. <laughs> but you're getting right. wet right? right so that can be troublesome when you read books because when you're reading a book you're reading someone else's experience well yeah it's all subjective analysis right. every book but is it's a subjective it, it's analysis of someone's experience right. right right so so that's what i found with books because i was you know i'm an avid book lover i'm a book nerd geek whatever you want to call it i love them i love studying but then there's the positive side of books because some you've got to get information somewhere. So putting that into perspective. But experience is something that uh, when you meditate and when you're on this path to yourself, no, you, yes, you need help. Sometimes you need a guide uh, to help you through troubled times. But generally, your experience is unique and you shouldn't compare it to others. Right. So you just mentioned troubled times, which brings me to my next question, which is, <laughs> What's been the hardest part of doing what you've done over the last six and a half years? Uh, The weakness of the body. Ah, The body being weak. Uh, uh, 
Well, because what what does that mean? Um, see, when you when you're able to concentrate for long periods of time and sit for long periods of time, the mind gets quite powerful, quite strong, but the body can't keep up. You know, the body needs to rest, and the body needs to eat. Right. The body needs to defecate, to urinate. It needs a lot of maintenance. Sure. And it can't keep up when the mind gets activated in a lot of times. And that's why they say you've got to stay in your body. It's called, it, and what the monks say, the danger of someone leaving their body, which can happen. And that's mm. a balance that I had to learn because I would thrash my body, like uh, have no respect for the body at all during ah. times. And my teacher was like, when I fasted for 20 days, I actually aimed for 50 days. Ooh. And after the 20th day, my teacher called me and I had to go see him. And he's like, you're, you're eating tomorrow. That's it. No, no more. You're going to die. <laughs> uh, I'm like, no, I can do it. I'm focused. And like I'm like a skeleton, you know. Jeez. But my mind just was not, didn't have any fear. That's the thing. I didn't have any fear of death or anything. And I just wanted to do it. But uh, they insisted that I didn't do it. So, so we've talked about body, we've talked about mind, we've touched upon heart a little bit in the past. Mm. What about spirit? I mean, with all this deep meditation, I don't go to spirit. Work, I don't go. I don't do spirit talk. Um, do and spirit? I, no, because <laughs> because I tell you what, when when you can focus, when 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 your meditative practice has developed well, and you see nature, and you see your own nature. Uh, there's no words for it. You can't say it's spirit. You can't say it's soul. Uh, you can't say it's heart. You can't say it's this or that. Actually, you can't say what it is. Uh, that's why a lot of sages uh, avoid these topics uh. Uh, because experience cannot be translated. So profound experience cannot be translated even more so. And and the danger of trying to explain these kind of profound experience is that i might ruin yours i might because you might cling to it as as an experience or as a guide and you might forget about your own experience your every your unique experience there's some things you know like if i say to you sam um and you've never climbed mount everest and i try to explain the peak to you and I try to explain right. the whole it's travel. It's going to pale in comparison. Right. And, but I, but I go through every detail with you. And then one day you decide to climb the mountain. You've got this reference. Right. Right. right? right. So, and, and which might be good or might be bad, you know. You can, but you can't. Because these kind of things cannot be translated, is what I'm saying. You cannot translate experience. It just cannot be translated. You can give someone an idea, but again, are you giving them the right idea? That's the danger, right? Are you telling them the truth? How do you tell the truth in words? Right. Uh, just a quick thing. Uh, br- welcome, Brian and Stephen, who are watching on the Facebook live stream. Ta says, train, feed, and oxygenate the body to keep up. Uh, Stephen says, great interview. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> so... I, I, but I mean, this is where the balance comes in, right? I mean, it's it's don't we or I, sometimes I, I it's balance and sometimes it's not. That's sometimes true. it's full on thrash. Look at look at your own life. Yes. Look what go what you go through every day. Sometimes you work well. A balance lot. in all things, and including balance, which means that sometimes you're out of balance. Well, yeah, but balance to me is is like a. Uh, what you would call a new age, uh, you know, kind of buzzword. And me being a Chinese medicine practitioner and knowing well about balance. (laughs) Yeah, what about homeostasis? I've I've got like a pet peeve against the word balance. Ah. Um, What uh, what I tell my students in the past is harmony. 
because balance is 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 you know it's 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 a it's very logical and it's a bit you know uh, like uh, it follows uh, a kind of look. Okay, things but just harmony. happen. Let's talk about harmony. Then. Yeah, things just happen in life, and you have to deal with them. Right. So how are we talk? Where are we talking about balance? It, no, I don't believe there is right. at all, at all. I don't believe balance. I think balance should be left in the balance beam, um, you know, in gymnastics, so you know. I think harmony because when life hits you, you've got to you got to dance with it, right? Okay, and you got to do whatever is needed, right? right? So where's balance come into the equation? Uh, it just doesn't. You got to do what's needed. All right, so. Uh, harmony, balance, life. Have you ever regretted making the decision you made to become a monk? Yes. <laughs> Many times. Many times. Yeah. What gets you past it's, those? It's times? when I it's when I can't eat ice cream whenever. I <laughs> <laughs> it's or true. When you can't eat it's after true. Twelve noon. It's when I can't have pizza when I want it. So what gets you past <laughs> it? What? what keeps well, you, you going? know, these are fleeting things. But uh, no, look, um, I I I was blessed. I've had a blessed life. Uh, I've worked hard all my life before becoming a monk. I've earned every single cent I ever. I've worked hard. I worked seven days a week for 10 years. Um, I used to work seven days a week. I used to work 12, 14 hours a day. I've worked hard. I've been married twice. I've had a good bachelor life. I've had a good married life. I've got children. Um, I've achieved a lot in my own way. Um, it's satisfied myself in many, many ways in life. And I've lived a full life. So coming to the monkhood, I felt, was just the, the next step for me to grow even more. Right. So for me personally, no, right? right. Um, I actually feel even more fulfilled now, mm. you know, uh, even more so um, because I'm actually a lot freer and living life how I want to live it, um, and not and not hurting anybody and not hurting myself anymore, mm. like I used to. Right. So even even though you live with a lot of quote unquote restrictions, mm. you're actually much freer than you've ever been before. Discipline leads to freedom, I'm telling you. Yeah. Good discipline. Yeah. The right discipline leads to good things. Okay. Last question before we end yeah. the show. Do you ever think about the future or do you just stay present? Of course I do, but I have to check myself every time. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The mind want, always always wants to go there. It always wants uh, to go there. So it's a matter of checking it and pulling it back or, you know, and, and staying in the present. Yeah. Again, that's a thing that's a daily practice, the daily path. Daily path of staying present. Yeah. Thank you so much, Monte. You're welcome. Um Thanks, Birgit. Uh thank you, Brigitte. Thank you, Stephen, Ta, everybody who's commented on the Facebook live stream. Um, do you have a website or anything that you want people to know about? Um, yeah, yeah, I'm not advertising, but we do have a charity, uh, lokanata.com, uh, L-O-K-A-N-A-T-H-A.com. Right. And you can keep up to date. I write articles there sometimes when I feel like it uh, mm-hmm. and, and when, 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 I'm, when I'm in town. Uh, but that's it. All right. Thank you so much, Bonte. I appreciate you taking the time out of today. Thanks. thanks for, I'll see you in three, three more years. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully not that much. 
Um, and just one last thing before we end the show, just a quick reminder for anyone who wants to come out to the Conscious Business Collective, we still have a few seats for tonight's meeting, 7 p.m. tonight, an office on 26th and Broadway. You can uh, RSVP, get all the details at our meetup group, which is meetup.com slash conscious dash biz, B-I-Z dash collective. Um, or just go to meetup.com and just search Conscious Business Collective. RSVP, join the group. We'll let you know uh, when uh, future meetings are. And if you can come tonight, join us. We're about being um, like-minded people supporting each other, uh, taking a different tack towards um, prosperity and success. So thank you all for joining us. Um, make sure you tune in tomorrow starting 11 a.m. for our Friday shows. And we will talk to you next week. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Hello, I'm JC. I'm Joan. And, and welcome, welcome to, to 21st, 21st Century, Century Entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. We bring education, insight, knowledge, awareness, trouble, craziness, and fun. For you, the entrepreneur who's looking to build your business. And your community. Listen every Friday from noon to 1 Eastern on talkradio.nyc. And you can tweet us at 21st CE Radio or Talk Alternative. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at TalkingAlternative.com. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to secretsofthesire.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Hi, this is Rob Kay. And I'm Callie Alpert. And we're hosts of The Rob and Callie Show. Are you looking for a show that talks about real stuff like life, love, the pursuit of being yourself? Then you have come to the right place because we cover topics ranging from chivalry to gratitude to your relationship with money and everything in between. So listen to us on The Rob and Callie Show, Tuesdays, 8 to 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.myc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? 
I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.